The following podcast contains swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. And I'm Josh. Welcome to the Happy New Year edition of Pilot Era, the show you're only listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. Oh, I'm so scared you're going to mess it up then. You kind of did, but it was all right. <laughs> Fuck hey. you, mate. <laughs> so our microphone's working. It's working. Well, it's plugged in now, which is the main difference. Last episode, our microphone wasn't even plugged in. It wasn't. And we were like, what the hell? And it still recorded stuff. So it obviously recorded through the computer. And then we realized that every episode we've done until now hasn't been recording through the microphone it's been recording through my laptop yep so hopefully this sounds a lot better well your fingers crossed it sounds a bit better we had a stuff around with some of the settings and that so hopefully it's going to be good i just couldn't understand why the sound quality was so tinny <laughs> now we know and now it's because it's been recorded through a tiny little hole in the top of the laptop yeah so happy new year everyone happy new year sorry we haven't oh Sorry we haven't recorded for a while. We've just been, yeah, super busy, obviously. December and January are always crazy months. But we had a good good time, didn't we? Yeah, sort of. Well, Christmas was, yeah, mostly family stuff. Yeah. Travelling all over the place. There was a lot of travelling. Eltham, Frankston, Sorrento. Back and forth, back, back and forth, forth, back and forth. <laughs> Poor Josh had to drive so much. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. But yeah, it was okay. It's always a bit stressful. But then after that, we had a bit of time to ourselves finally, and we went to New Year's Eve on the Hill Festival. We sure did. We went last year as well, and it was really fun. So we thought we'd go again. We didn't really know many of the bands. But we had such a good time last time, and the vibe was so good that we thought we'd just go. Yeah, just wing it and sort of listen to whatever while we were there. And we found a few good artists, actually. We did. And we had some very expensive naps. (laughs) Yeah. We're getting (laughs) old now, and we... We tend to take naps at festivals. Yeah. But that's okay, a little afternoon nap, and then you're pepped for the evening bands, aren't right. you? Well, it doesn't stop until 4am, so... Yeah, exactly. So you can't really sleep until then anyway, once the music's finished. So what was your favourite? Well, so I don't really like saying the name of the band that was our favourite. So we saw a fantastic band called... I'll say it, because that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, Power Negro. That was brilliant. They were really cool, really talented dudes. The drummer was one of the vocalists, which I thought was really interesting. Like a full vocalist, not just, you know, backup vocals. He actually did the major. Yeah, but they all swapped what instruments they were playing. So he was the drummer for one song, and he was like the drummer and the vocalist in another song. Yeah. And then he swapped with one of the guitarists, and he played guitar and did vocals for one of the songs. It It was awesome. I don't really know what you'd call the genre. Like sort of jazz, funk, rap? Yeah. It was really good. So there's a saxophone, so it makes it kind of jazzy, funky. Yeah. Um, but then there's this, yeah, this lead guy who does rapping yeah. over it. And you sort of had a good point that it doesn't quite work, but that makes it work. He uses sort of a weird rhythmic method for doing his rap over this jazz music. Mm. So it's not like your traditional rap where there's like a beat and then based on that beat is where the raps come from. It's based on like all of the music and the flow of the whole song is yeah. where he builds his uh, start points for his rapping. But it's always really good. And you like, you're listening to it and you can sort of be like, it doesn't make sense, but it 
it absolutely does make sense all the time. Yeah. So it's really interesting, and it's a bit of a, like, it's not like a trick for your brain, but it just sort of, like, piques my interest a bit. Definitely. And keeps you, like, going, oh, oh, oh. You can understand why some people probably wouldn't like it. Oh, yeah. it's a little bit weird and... But very, very cool. And the rapper guy was a super sick guy. Yeah. And he was... One of their songs is about toxic masculinity, and he brought that up and gave his little, you know, two cents and yeah. was telling everyone to respect everyone and respect women and make them feel safe at festivals. And yeah, he was basically just like, don't be a dickhead, otherwise live music is going to go down the shitter. Yeah. Because there's been so many sexual assault at festivals and live music venues. The second festival we went to already this year, it had, was it three or four sexual assaults last year? Mm. That's that's crazy. At Unify? Yeah. yeah. At one festival, they had three or four sexual assaults the year before. And that's not even a big festival. Like The no. bigger festivals like Falls and stuff would have so many things that happen. So yeah. It's not good. No. And it always makes the news, which is good. Like It's good that it makes the news, but it shouldn't be happening. No. And if it keeps being out there in the media, it's going to start affecting live music. Yeah. Because parents are going to be like, oh, well, I don't want you to go. It's unsafe. And then everyone's going to throw up their arms and be like... Live music is unsafe for young people. No, it's the young people that go that are unsafe. Exactly. It's like, yeah, drugs and sexual assault is just ruining ruining it for everyone. It's because you get, like, a huge group of people together, mm. and most of them are drunk or on drugs, and a lot of them are not in the same place mentally. Yeah. Because some are drunk and some are on a lot of different drugs, and then they never know what's going to happen. But yeah, good on him for Fucking getting out there and doing that. Yeah. And everyone was super supportive and... Yeah, as you should be. Yeah. If you're at a festival, like a three-day festival, you should be supportive of yeah. everybody at that festival. Respect people's boundaries and space, people. Yeah, exactly. It's not very hard. It's, it's really not that hard. Uh, the other interesting thing that happened at the festival was, well, we thought it was one of the bands. Yeah. Got kicked out of the festival. Yeah, the first band that played, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you thought that it was them. I don't know if it actually was, but... Well, I won't say the name of the band. No. <laughs> But one of the first bands that played at New Year's Eve on the Hill was getting kicked out and we saw what was happening. And there's no, like, security or whatever. There's very little security. So most of it is just uh, volunteers. Yeah. So there's 16, 17 volunteers standing around this campsite. All these guys are packing up. And I was pretty sure it was one of the first bands that played. And they got kicked out and we found out later that they got kicked out for selling ice. Yeah. Which is... That it shows how prevalent ice is because this isn't even the kind of festival you would think that people would smoke ice. No. At all. Like, weed, absolutely. There's heaps of people rolling on MD, heaps of them. But, like, ice, no. I think I saw maybe one person that I could be convinced had smoked ice. Yeah, it's just a super relaxed atmosphere and there's even families and stuff there. Yeah. And the music's super chill during the day. It's just, like, indie music. And then at night there's some electronic music and stuff, but... Yeah, it just doesn't really seem the place. and No. They really didn't want that happening at their festival, so rightly they kicked them out. Yeah. Yeah, so that's New Year's Eve at the Hill Festival. Yeah, it was we really good. We might go again next year, depending on what the lineup is, but probably won't go again if we don't really know any of the bands. We really like the vibe, because it's one of those festivals where there's not like, this is where you drink your drinks, and then in here is where you have to buy drinks. Yeah. It's just, you take whatever you want, you do whatever you want, take it wherever you want, doesn't matter. Everybody's chill, it's all good. Mm. We were really chill enough to just... Stay at our campsite and go to sleep. <laughs> Not the whole time. Not the whole time, but there wasn't as many bands as we would have wanted to see as last year. Yeah. So we did spend a bit more time at the campsite. But it also meant that we got less sunburnt. 
That's true. I still got immensely sunburned. Yeah, Josh got like sunglass lines at the side of his head. Well, because you shaved the sides of your head. I did, yes. So your scalp wasn't used to seeing the sun and it just got burnt straight away. Straight away. Yep. It looked like I was wearing sunglasses when I wasn't wearing them. (laughs) It's pretty funny. It was interesting. We also went to Unify Festival, which was the weekend of my birthday. Yep. My birthday was on the 14th of January. Ow! You guys can wish me happy birthday if you like. You sure can. I'm old now. I'm 27. Yep. So I'm almost 30 now. Welcome to and the party. I feel, I know this is exaggerating, but I feel like since I turned 27, I've had to do so many adult things and I'm starting to feel really old. It's just because you've done a bunch of adult things. I know. Well, what have we done? Like, we got travel insurance. We did. For Japan. We sorted out some stuff with our agent. We got our plumbing fixed. Yep. What else did we do that was really adult? Well, soon we're going to get our fire alarms fixed. We're going to get our fire alarms We've got to get the carbon monoxide checked so we don't die or just hallucinate. Yeah, well, we've been here for ages and we haven't had one check. Mm. And I looked up on the internet. Apparently, you're supposed to have them every two years. Sounds right. Oh, I also... I, <laughs> I wrote an email to the council. You did. Because I'm sick of coming out of our garage driveway yep. and having cars almost T-bone us. <clears throat> so basically, we live... This is interesting. We might not have mentioned before. Oh. Uh, we live outside of a prison, <laughs> so it's not... It's a decommissioned prison. It's a decommissioned prison. It's being, like, fully gentrified. There's, like, yeah. people who actually live inside the walls of the prison. Yeah, and there's, like, um, brand new apartment blocks and cafes and... Yeah, and they've yeah. got, like, sculptures and shit. Like, it's it's not really a prison. They just kept the walls for... Because, it's heritage listed. Yeah. You're not allowed to knock down the walls. Oh, really? Yeah. But they're allowed to knock down the lookout towers on mm. the top of the walls. Yeah, apparently. But what the fuck? It's probably just heritage because it would be too difficult. Maybe. But essentially what happens is we pull out of our driveway right next to this prison wall, and then those people who live in those gentrified apartments have to come through a small opening in the walls about one car wide to get out and basically get onto a main road to go anywhere, really. So there's no stop signs there. There's a speed bump, but... The speed bump bump does nothing. So people just fly out of this blind doorway, which is right past... Our driveway. Yeah. So pretty much you could drive out and they wouldn't see you until you were in front of them. And a lot of people just speed straight through there. So Kate has sent a letter to the council asking them for a stop sign. Or a mirror or something so yeah. we can see what's coming. But we need the stop sign because there's a driveway on the opposite side as well. Yeah. They just need further. a stop sign. They just need to stop. They're the people who can see. They're the ones who can make the call. Yeah. They have to stop. So very adult. I haven't adults. heard back from the council yet. Of course you fucking haven't. <laughs> I've got a case number or whatever, so I guess I could call them. Can't be bothered doing that. <laughs> You're not that adult yet. No. <laughs> I wrote down my case number and I didn't lose it. That's the level of adult you are. Following up, that's uh, that's a few levels. I of... where that case number is, actually. Oh, okay. So... It's on my phone somewhere, I think. <laughs> All right. Oh, I also have to go see a physio next week. That's another adult thing. Oh, my I've God. I've never been to a physio before. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm a bit nervous, but it'll be okay. But basically, yeah, I've stuffed up my hip yeah. from doing body pump. Les Mills. Les Mills? Les Mills. Les Mills. Les Mills <laughs> body pump for the last, I don't even know how many years. Ages. But now I'm doing it like twice a week and mm. it's starting to get a lot worse. Yeah. And I don't really know what it is, but it hurts when I do squats and like back back exercises yeah well they'll tell you yeah yeah amy thinks that i've she told me what the muscle was but i can't remember but it's what she did to herself when she was dancing when she was a teenager right and she stuffed up her hip 
Well, I'm sure they'll be like, bend this way, bend this way, does it hurt this, and does it hurt this? Yeah. And then I'm, they'll know what it is. I'm hoping I get, like, a really sick massage. <laughs> it's gonna be good. I looked it up, him up online, he's like this pretty weird looking dude. <laughs> like, this old guy. But I think that means he's he's been a physio forever. Yeah. He's like the senior physio at that clinic, so I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, worst case scenario, you'll get a massage and some exercises. Yeah. Anyway, and I'm ask old. you to come back every two weeks for the rest of your life. <sighs> getting old. And we had my birthday drinks in the park the other day, and when we were all sitting down, we were sitting mm. down for about six hours, yeah. just on the floor, and then afterwards, like the next day, I was sore from well, just sitting on the ground. That's how you know you're getting old. When exactly. You get, when you get sore sitting just on sitting. your fucking ass. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, I can't sit sit down for more than an hour after get up and walk around because well, I'm too old. Yeah, when we're at the festivals now, you're standing up for a while and you're like, ooh, my back gotta sit down. And you sit down for a bit, you're like, ooh, my legs gotta stand up. Yeah, you get um <laughs> you get you get gig back really bad now. Yeah. yeah. It's the thing we've termed gig back, which is gig where back. your back starts hurting from standing in the same place for too long. Yeah. Well, we're getting old. <laughs> I think once we lose a bit of weight it will help as well. Because we're going to the gym a lot now. I'd appreciate that. Eating better and it'll be better for our for our legs and hips and that. Now that we're getting old, oh, I falling went apart. Off, went a bit off track there. Falling apart, mate. Soon this is all we'll be able to do. Just talk about our ailments. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's like whenever you talk to one of your parents on the phone or like yeah. your grandparents are like, "Oh, this is wrong." And, oh. <laughs> I feel like I'm turning into that already, and I'm only fucking twenty-seven. Yeah. So I went off track. Unify. <laughs> Unify. What an experience. Last year, I would say the organization was a lot better. Okay, so background. So Unify, they've tried to go cashless this year. I think they must have had like a lot of, maybe like a lot of robberies or a lot of loss or it was just like all the lines for shit were way too long and everything was too complicated. So essentially they tried to go cashless and what they wanted to do was have, what do they call it? Unicoin. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um... (laughs) less valuable than bitcoin is right now um but essentially it was you get a wristband and on that wristband they can load money on uh, they also gave you the option to online put money on before you got there so you didn't have to do it later because what we assumed was that you'd have to get in the line you get your wristband at the when you go in and then they can just it'll already be preloaded or whatever yeah or even if you don't and you have to load it up later then you just have to get in one line instead of two lines and then we thought everybody would go and get their wristband straight away so we waited until we wanted to go in which was about four o'clock yeah and we stood in a line for three hours that's not an exaggeration it, it was, was literally three hours literally three hours we stood in a line to get our wristband because it was the same line to get your wristband as it was to top up your wristband well there was separate lines but people were doing it as they were getting their wristband well they let them top up yeah exactly. and of course you're going to top up when you get it but that wasn't the only problem the other problem was we were in this big long line that went up to these booths. I don't know how many booths there were. Probably a dozen or something. The booth. The, there was five. Was there? There was five lines to get your wristband, and one of them was VIP only. Oh, okay. So there was four. So we were four in this places. big long snaking line, and we, yeah, as we said, we were in there for three hours. So Josh and I would kind of switch spots in the line. Like if one of us wanted to go to the toilet or go, like we went and got beers from our campsite. A few times. I think we had yeah. like six drinks in the line. Yeah. <laughs> What else are you going to do? Like, you're just standing Nothing. in line. We ended up talking to a few people that were in the line with us, and we're all just like, this is fucking bullshit. Once we got sort of nearer to the front, we could see what was going on at the mm. booths. And there was this big crowd of people that were basically just slamming into the line and yeah. pushing in. 
Because there was no barriers to stop people from doing that. Yeah. So all these people that had been lining up for three hours were getting cut by all these other people, which yeah. is why the fucking line was taking so long. Yeah. And there was one security guard and he was he just He wasn't like, doing anything. He was just checking your ID. Yeah. And your ID is going to get checked again when you get to go to get your wristband. I don't think they checked our IDs again. They checked mine again. Oh. Yeah. So that was actually such a joke. And we ended up missing... How many people were there? Was it 7,500 or... Yeah, 7,500 people. 7,500 like people. six booths or whatever yeah. to get wristbands. I don't understand why they didn't just do it when you went in. I yeah. think it's because they needed those things to like load the money on or whatever. They could have given them to those people. <laughs> yeah. When you walk in, here's your wristband, book your ticket, dip, done. They're promising that they're going to make it better. The first year, yeah. there's definitely teething. next year. But like, still... It was, like it was three joke. hours. Yeah. We missed, like, two and a half bands or whatever that we wanted to watch. Yeah, well, what was the band that we missed that I really wanted to see? Knocked Loose. Yeah, Knocked Loose. We missed Knocked Loose. Yeah. And we missed Most of Polaris. Most of Polaris. We saw, like, the last two songs. Which were two things that we wanted to see. Yeah. Like, I was really excited for those two bands. Yeah. Yeah, I think Knocked Loose started at 4.30 and we left our campsite at about quarter past three. Yeah. And we didn't get in until the end of Polaris. Yeah. So. And that's a uh, 40-minute set, a half-an-hour changeover, yeah. and then another 40-minute set, and we saw six minutes of the second set. But I have to say, once we got our wristbands, it was actually fantastic. Yeah, once you get them. you em. could leave everything at your campsite to go mm. into the arena, and all you need was your wristband. You bought everything with it, drinks, merch, food. It was great, because you didn't have to carry anything. Yeah. But just, yeah, the system to get them was just fucked. It was rough. And it was raining. And it was raining. As, it, as it always does in Unify. It always rains at Unify for some yeah. reason. Every time. Yeah. The weather was pretty bad. It wasn't as bad as last year, though. No. And we had better protection this year. We didn't yeah, just we wear bin brought, bags. Yeah, we brought proper ponchos, which kind of ripped. They had a huge, huge rips from the center under the armpit to the back. They did us well. So oh, what yeah. was your favorite band at Unify? Oh, come on. That's hard. It's really not hard. It was Void. Yeah, Void of Vision. Void of Vision was the best one. You've got Amity and Hellions and... Uh, Parkway. Parkway and, like, all that. And they had, like, really good production and all that sort of stuff. But Void of Vision were still doing it because it's what they wanted to do, mm. not because it's what they do. Yeah. They just came out and fucking killed it. They had yeah. t-shirts that they just threw out to the audience. Yeah, they didn't sell their t-shirts for their new album... At the merch stand, they had like they had like twelve of them, and they just chucked them into the crowd, and the crowd went fucking ballistic. (laughs) But when they finished, everybody fucking left (laughs) as well. So like people had actually gone to see Void. There was obviously a lot of people who'd gone just to see them. Big like we knew about them because they supported Deez Nuts. Yeah, but they supported them, and then after that, we were just like, "Yep, this is a new yeah a new thing." Yeah, I really like them a lot. Yeah, but I really want one of those t-shirts now. You probably buy one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I there'll be tried to find or it. maybe there'll be a um a package online and you can get the t-shirt and the album together. Yeah, well, I got I've got the album on Spotify and it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> that Ghost in the Machine song is really cool. It is really I good. I love that song. If you like a bit of hardcore, please check out Void Vision's Ghost in the Machine. Yeah. That was really good. Um, when it ticked over to my birthday, so my birthday was on Sunday, which is when we were packed up and everything, but mm. we were obviously still watching music at midnight. Yeah. When it ticked over to my birthday, we were watching Hands, Hands Like, like houses. houses. 
So the the songs are okay. They're composed well. They do have catchy hooks. Yeah. I've never seen them perform live well. So the first time we saw them was supporting Enshikari. I love you guys. <laughs> Enshikari. They played one song shittily. They f- like fucked up the second song because three like they were playing. They're all trying to play different a different song. Mm. And then they were like the so lead singer got pissed off and was like fuck it. And then they played their like hit song badly and then they left. Yeah. And they were supposed to play like a half an hour set and they were on there for like. 12 minutes. Yeah. Gone. So, that was shit. I think there was technical issues. And then we saw them We saw them support Bring Me the Horizon, didn't we? I think it was Bring Me the Horizon, yeah. yeah. And it was like, it was better. Yeah, because it was I think that was because, like, was it Margaret Court or Rod Laver? Yeah. So they, they had, had good production. They had that good sound, sound production yeah. sorted out. But they didn't, they had a huge stage, so they didn't have much stage presence because they were just like... We don't know what we're doing. Stand in this small yeah. spot. And then we saw them this time, and they had... Awful feedback problem. The sound was terrible. (laughs) But it wasn't just them. It was like this particular time period at Unify that the sound was fucked. Mm. And I saw on the event that people were complaining about the sound as well. Yeah. So I think something went wrong with the sound or it was, the weather was pretty bad and it was really windy. Yeah. So I think some of the sound was getting carried away by the wind. Right. And it was just. It was pretty bad. Like they, they had feedback issues. Yeah. They didn't sound very like cohesive anyway. Yeah. And then you had on top of that like where the sound would cut in and out. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. over and over again. And it sounded really like the volume was going up and down and I assumed that was the weather. Mm. But that doesn't account for the fact that they weren't in time perfectly with each other and that they had huge feedback issues. Yeah, yeah, they have issues. So that's all right. Like their songs are good, but I've never seen them have a successful live performance. So, it, like, whenever I hear the songs, I just think about them. Yeah. Just fucking it up. That's fair enough. So, it's hard for me. But you really like them. Yeah, I really like the songs. And they were playing Ticking Over Into Your Birthday. And then Amity played. And then the first band you cool. saw on your birthday was Amity. Yeah, I really enjoyed their set, especially when they played older stuff like um, I Hate Hartley was probably my favourite song. Yeah, that was weird. Because they barely ever play... I don't think I'm... You have heard them play it live once before. Yeah. But they barely ever play that song. That was mm. awesome. Once they started going into, like, the new album, we kind of just left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I love Amity. And their songs are brilliant. They've lost it, though. But, that, yeah, it's gone. I think we've sp- we spoke about this last time. We did, but last time they were way worse. Like, I think they... It was they, better They realised, and they were like, we've got to pull it fucking together mm. for this. Yeah. Because, like, it, like, the performance we saw before was bad. Yeah. They were not doing well. I think and they enjoy playing their old songs better. Yeah. So they seem to be more into it, mm. which was nice. Well, they did really well, I thought. Like, it was much more cohesive, much better. I think we should move on, because we've already been talking for 25 minutes, and we haven't even talked about anything. Mate, we're back, man, we're back! Season two, motherfuckers! Oh, is this season two? Well, it's the next year, so I think that's technically right. season, season two, two, isn't it? Yeah. It was a bit awkward, though. We had 11 episodes in season one, which is a bit of a... That's, that's getting cancelled number of episodes, you reckon? What should we move on to next? We want to talk about some game-related news. Mm-hmm. During the holidays, we finished Super Mario Odyssey. We talked about it on the podcast. We, we did finish the whole it. game. Yeah. What did you think of the ending? Just fight Bowser at the end. Well, then you are Bowser. 
And then... Oh, that's cool. I like the end. And then... You get smashed through walls as Bowser. That was pretty cool. And then Peach rejects both of you. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That was my favourite part. Yeah. (laughs) Because at the end, (laughs) Peach is just like, you guys are fucked. I'm out of here. Yeah. And (laughs) they've just been spending, like, yeah, Bowser, like, kidnapped Peach. Obviously, she wasn't... She didn't want to be with Bowser, but you Mm. thought, like, she was going to end up with Mario in the end because Mm. he saved her or whatever. And then she's just like... No, I don't actually really like either of you, so I'm just going to, like, yeah. go hang out with Daisy and, like, go to a club or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, queen! Yeah. <laughs> I love it they did that. I reckon that was such a, like, 2017 statement of, like, the world, you know? But that's what it always has been, though. I think that's what people forget yeah. about Mario. Is it always at the end it's been like, yeah, you did this, but that doesn't mean anything to yeah. me. She's like, I'm not a damsel in distress. Like, no. yeah, you saved me, but, like, great, thanks. You're my mate, but yeah. I don't want to bang you. Yeah, exactly. I don't owe you anything. And it's, exactly. But it's always been like that. Exactly. It's really good. And that's, like, that's the thing that I think people do forget about Mario. It's like, it's Princess Peach and Mario, and it's like, they are in love. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> then, I don't think Peach doesn't like Mario. She no, likes him. But... Like, they they never get to go on a date. No. They're always... He's always rescuing her, or they're driving some sort of cart, <laughs> or they're playing tennis or golf, or <laughs> fucking... They're in the Olympics. Like, they've never had time for a date. But also... They're in the Olympics. But also, she's a princess and he's a plumber. I know. She probably should marry royalty. I guess. The Mushroom Kingdom deserves a proper king, not a plumber. She should marry Toad. No, no. Sorry. Toad? <laughs> Sorry, no. Toad... <laughs> Toad and Toadette are made for each other. Well, yeah, they're mushrooms. <laughs> I got so excited every time you saw Captain Toad in that game. Yeah, you nearly cried every time. I'm going to get a tattoo of Captain Toad. I think that's a good idea. I think I've got an eye, so I'm going to get to do it as well. One of the um, guys that we saw at the convention. Oh, hell yeah. Because he does really good pop culture stuff. I can't remember what his name is right now, but... When I remember, I'll give him a shout out. I remember that you loved it. So yeah, I think it might have even been the guy that was do- doing those magic carp. You know, the different oh, the, types the, of magic carp. Oh my god! He did like bondage ones. Yeah. And like ones with monocles and. Yeah, they had heaps of different types of magic carps. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, the bondage carp, and someone but his was going to get it. Pretty good. They were really good. Yeah. Yeah, but I would just never get a bondage carp. Oh no! <laughs> neither would I. But like I, yeah, I respect it. It's cool. Yeah, it's funny. We also got a new game, like a card game. We did. Kate's brother bought me a beautiful card game for Christmas. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what do you meme? The card game is called What Do You Meme? And it's very much like Cards Against Humanity, where it's in a group and it's anywhere from like three plus people. In What Do You Meme? You get a picture of a very famous meme <laughs> and you have to put the caption onto that meme. And then the person who has picked the meme picks their favourite one. And it's so much fun. The two times we've played it, it's gone off, mate. It's gone off. Yeah, so the first time we played, was it just you, me, you and me, Jack? and Jack and your mum. Oh, that's right, my mum. That was a bit orcs, because some of them can be a bit sexual. Oh, they're, they're, sexual they're and... really bad, yeah. They're great. But she was drunk, so it was okay. Yeah. It was on Christmas, wasn't it, we yeah. played it? Yeah. It was just funny listening to it, be like, what does this mean? What does this mean? <laughs> and yeah. then your brother just be like... <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It orcs. <laughs> it orcs. And the second time we played was at my birthday drinks. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, we had drinks in the park and we played What Do You Mean with about 12 people or something. It was a brilliant game for that. Yeah, it was, but it was a bit hard to get everyone under control. Oh, yeah. To, to like, shut up while they were being read out. Well, yeah, you got a bunch of drunk people in the park. Yeah. 
And then you always get those people who are like, oh, that's bullshit. Mine was hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, it's not about the one that's most relevant. It's about the one that's funniest. <laughs> yeah. And some of the cards, like, it's just like Cards Against Humanity. Some of the cards always win. Yeah. Just because the card itself is hilarious. doesn't matter what the thing is. If the card's brilliant. And some of the cards are crap and you just have to do, like, a throwaway thing to get rid of it. Yeah. I was talking to them last night and I told them that we were recording today. Oh, good. Because they were like, you have to watch The End of the Fucking World. Which will be our next episode yeah, on this podcast. Our next episode is. Uh, like yesterday I got a message from Job as well and he's like have you watched End of the Fucking World yet and I was like oh my god we're doing it for our next episode (laughs) yeah chill out everyone I talk to because they obviously know that we love TV yeah so whenever I see people they always talk to me about TV yeah they're like have you seen this I'm like no this is the thing like I the thing about this podcast is that it kind of means that whenever we see a show that we really want to watch we can't fucking watch it because we have to (laughs) Because we want to do an episode on it, so we've had to wait, and now everyone's like, why haven't you watched it yet? It's only been out for, like, two weeks. Give us a break. Yeah. But apparently it's really good, so we'll do that. From watching the ad, I think it sounds right up our alley. Yeah, everyone says that it's a show made for me, so. <laughs> I mean, it's about, like, a psycho, a psychopath, so. Yeah. I love that kind of shit. So, get ready for that, guys. Speaking of, uh. TV. TV and crazy shit. Oh, my God. So, Black Mirror season four. It's back, you guys. Black Mirror. It's back with a vengeance. Sure is. It was fucking good, wasn't it? Yeah. We um, watched all of it in two days because which we wouldn't recommend. You can't no. it up. <laughs> it's very, 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 very depressing. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it. But yeah, as I said, it's pretty depressing. Maybe you only watch maximum two episodes a day. If you are unaware of Black Mirror, it's one of those things that you absolutely have to watch it's not even a question it's very important television you have to watch it it will make you fucking depressed like (laughs) i think about it all the time all the fucking time it's just like it's one of those things and there's lots of people who are like oh they just repackaged ideas about if it was uh, a dystopian world or what if like computers took over and it's like yeah that's where it starts but it takes those ideas to the nth degree like to where they'd actually go where they'd probably end properly end up and the way, that it's, the way it's made is so good as well. They put so much work and effort into it, so much money. The yeah. production value is insane. It's like watching a movie. Yeah, it's brilliant. The episodes are all different lengths. They kind of vary from, I think one of these episodes was only 40 minutes, actually. Yeah. The, the black and white one was really short. Yeah. And then they range from like 40 minutes to like an hour and a half. Yeah. And some of them feels like you're watching a movie. Yeah. I, what I love about them is that no matter which one you want, you always feel... Something. Something. <laughs> you always feel something. Yeah. Because st- even stuff that, like, you normally would be completely desensitized to, like violence and sex and all that sort of shit, and you're just like, yep, people do this way yeah. more graphically, Black Mirror does it properly mm. in a way that makes you react to it. Gets and you every time. It gets you. It always gets you. What do you reckon your favorite episode from this season was? From this season? Oh, it's so hard. Because the first episode was amazing yeah the space one yeah the production that went into it and the thought that actually went into doing it was brilliant that's the main one that i was like i'm watching movie yeah it was so good i could have watched that world for like four hours and i wouldn't have gotten bored it was insane so it's about this guy who works for this tech company and they've come up with this invention where you can kind of insert yourself into a world yeah like a virtual world and he has gotten to the point where he's putting people from his real life into this virtual world. Yeah. 
but they're not really virtual people. They feel like they're real people. Well, they're direct copies yeah. of people that he actually knows. Yeah, so they feel like they're real. So yeah. it's like this whole fucked up situation. He puts people in there that piss him off, and then he yeah. basically tortures them in this, like, Star Trek-like spaceship world yeah. where he's the captain. Yeah. Very interesting shit. Loved that one. I'd say the other one I really enjoyed was the dating one. The dating one was strange. I liked how it ended, and it, we're not doing spoilers. We're trying not to do spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you've yeah. watched it. So <laughs> I really liked it because while it was happening, I thought, oh my God, this is fucked. This is real people. And then like you find out that it's just simulations, simulations. of people. And I was like, oh, I feel better. <laughs> but it was like, imagine if that was how they did. They made a real copy of you that thought that it was real. Mm. And then they have to spend like what, four fucking years with someone that they hate. Yeah. So it's basically like a twist on Tinder or something where you get matched up with people and then the app assigns you amount of time that you have to spend with that person. Yeah. And you can choose to see that time or not see that time. Yeah. So you'll meet someone and then you'll press this button at the same time and be like, you have three days together. And you're like, yeah. okay, sweet. Our relationship's going to last for three days. Yeah. And sometimes you end up with someone and it's like five years. Yeah. And you don't, you might not even like that person, but it's the app trying to get information about you. Yeah. So that they can pick you a good match. Yeah. And at the end of it, you'll get your perfect match. Yeah. Very interesting. Because so, that's so relevant to today, you know? So fucked. It is a... Re- but then it turns out to just be like a simulation to match you together in a dating app. In the real world. like In like 2017. Like yeah, like in 2017. And that's just like the... What do you call it? The... Ma- not Matrix. <laughs> An algorithm. Yeah, algorithm. That's the word. Okay. <laughs> so all those simulations are like the algorithm for this dating app yep. in 2017. Yeah, and they do it What like, if it actually was like that on Tinder? I know it's not. It's not because there's no percentage matching like there is. Yeah, there is. is there's there? percentage matching, matching on Tinder. I've never been on Tinder no, because I'm in a happy relationship. <laughs> no, no, neither have I. Like, it's funny because yeah, we've been together for almost five years now. Yep. Tinder didn't come in until after we were in a relationship. We missed so out. So neither of us have ever been on Tinder. No. We've obviously got friends who use Tinder and I've... I've written a few Tinder profiles for people. Yeah, well, sometimes, like, when I'm hanging out with Amy, she's got her Tinder open and I'm, like, you know, playing along with her. Yeah. Like, it's a game. <laughs> playing. It, it kind playing of with people's lives. <laughs> it kind of is like a game, though. Like, I'm kind of looking over her shoulder and I'm like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> and then I'm like, nah. And it's like, but, she, but he's a doctor. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit of fun. Yeah. Black Mirror. <laughs> Watch it. It's crazy. It's great. I also like the last episode because... It brought everything back, yeah. and, but it was its own story. Yeah, it was its own story, but it brought a lot of... It was like a lot of references to old episodes. Mm. A lot of people mix when they watch Black Mirror. Like, they don't watch it in order. Yeah. I think it's pretty important to watch it in order, because I like doing that for well, completeness. Think... And It's like listening to an album. I like to listen to an album. Some people shuffle albums. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? They put it in that order for a reason. Yeah. And I feel like that about TV well, shows. Even if they're about different things, like every episode of Black Mirror is about something different. They put them in that order for a reason, and I'm going to watch it in that order. Well, okay, so you can watch Black Mirror in whatever order you want, but you can't. You have to watch the last episode last, last. the rest of it doesn't make sense. And I've sense. told a few people that. Which is fine. The albums thing, I understand where you're coming from. A lot of the time we listen to what you would actually call artists. <laughs> so they actually compose their albums to be start to finish. Mm-hmm. A certain thing. Good. Yeah. And they, everything, they put in, everything they put in the album is supposed to be in there. Whereas some people make albums where they're like, here are the three hits and here is what I was doing while yeah. I was making those three hits. Yeah. There's no particular order. doesn't matter. It just goes like, starts strong, peters even, oh no. goes up a bit, then there's a soft song, 
then it goes up a bit and then it just flatlines for like a bit. And that's like the usual method. Yeah, I don't, we don't mean to be like, oh, pop music is shit. <laughs> it's not all pop music is shit. Like, I do like some pop music. But you can tell a pop album by just looking at it because the three singles are at the front. Yeah. Track one, two, and three are the singles that they've brought out. Yeah. And then the rest of it's just basically shit. Yeah. That they've just done to fill it up. Mm. But yeah, other music they put in that order because it's a story and mm. they're trying to say something with that order. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's all we have on Black Mirror. Yeah. Watch it. The other thing that we've been watching a lot of recently is con man shows, like crime related shows. Yeah. I'm really into true crime and I listen to a lot of podcasts about true crime. Yeah. You don't do that so much. I So I listen to podcasts on the way to work in the car. <laughs> so I want to be entertained or laugh or something yeah. when I'm doing that. But you like crime podcasts. I but I, But TV shows is different. I'll watch a TV show. So we watched a show called Confession Tapes. Mm, that was cool. That was really good. It gives you both sides of the story and it never gives you any definitive yes or no. It just lets you draw your own conclusions. A lot of the time, the conclusions are pretty easy to draw, mm. <laughs> whether it was bullshit or not. But essentially, it's one where they show you tapes of people's confessions, which people say they were done like under duress or whatever. They've been in the thing for 10 to talk to like 20 hours mm-hmm. being like just probed for ages and ages and ages into giving like what I would consider to be in most of those cases a, a false, false confession. confession. <laughs> it's crazy that that stuff happens. It's yeah. insane. And it it's legal. Yeah, yeah. You can sit someone in a room for 12 hours and just berate them until well, because, they tell you what yeah. you want Well, essentially hear. what happens is that, and here's a, here's a thing for you to know, in case you ever get set in the situation where you might be able to give a false confession. Yeah. So what they do is they ask people to come in for... Like um, casual questioning. Like casually questioning. Yeah. So they're like, we just need you to give us an account of what you know and all that sort of stuff. So they come in voluntarily and when they start getting probed, they don't ask for a lawyer because mm. they think they've just come in voluntarily mm. and then by the time they sh- they realise that they should have asked for a lawyer, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a suspect. This is just questioning. I'm helping the police because they say, oh, we just need you to ask, answer a few questions to help us out. Yeah. But the thing is that if you were brought in under no evidence in the same situation, they would have to let you go after 24 hours and they would have to let you know that they can only keep you for 24 hours. Yeah. Whereas in this situation, you've come in voluntarily, so they don't have to tell you that you're allowed to go because you should know that because yeah. you just came in. Yeah. But some people don't. And especially, like, I'm just going to bring up the case of Stephen Avery, you know, making a murderer. Yeah. Brendan Dassey, in that case, you know, yeah. the young guy. Yeah. He was a very uneducated guy. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. low IQ. And that often happens where they've got this person who doesn't know any better. Yeah. And they're going to say whatever they think needs to be said because they don't know any better. Well, they kept him for like 20-something hours. Yeah. And he obviously had a bit of a mental handicap. Oh, he did, yeah. And they just basically told him what to say mm. and took them 20 hours and then he just admitted it. The making a murderer thing, like when you watch it, you're like, oh, it's all... Bullshit no, Stephen Avery is guilty as fuck. He is, he's fucking guilty he as fuck. He killed Teresa. Like, all of, yeah, all of I that. I don't think Brendan Dassey had any... Like, he had nothing no. to do with it. He might Brendan have helped had, clean up the crime scene, but he did nothing else. He Brendan didn't know had, what he was doing. Brendan had nothing to do with it. So his confession was used. In Making a Murderer, they take a lot of the evidence and they just take it out. Because it's less interesting. Because you're like, yeah. oh, so, you know, he did it, basically. Yeah. But he says that they made that evidence up and all that sort of stuff. But they oh, just take the documentary it. makes it seem like Stephen Avery is innocent, but yeah. he's not. But it's not about... In my opinion. No, no, he's not. But in the case of Brendan, yeah. 
he it was went a false to, confession. Yeah, he was a false confession. He went to jail for like what twelve years or something, was it? I think he's still in jail. He got out recently. I'm pretty sure. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I think they released no, him because they were like, oh, it's actually like a false. Yeah. Thing, and then they were able to use Terrible. when they put Stephen away. They were able to use evidence from his case to get Brendan out. When mm. Brendan finally got access to it when it was over. Because yeah. that was the thing, I think, is that like there's stuff in his case that would prove that. Brendan didn't do anything, but you can't. But you like, can't. Do that. You, yeah. you can't access that until that case is over or yeah. whatever. So he's just been in jail. Yeah, I feel so bad for that guy. There's one of the ones on confessions where the guy was stuck in jail for six years because they wouldn't do the paperwork. Oh, that was bad. Even though he'd been proved innocent. That was so bad. Yeah, he literally needed one signature to get out of jail. Yeah, like it had already been proved, and. It had been agreed that he was going to be allowed out of prison, but they needed a signature before they could do it. Yeah. I think it was more than 60s. I think it might have even been like eight years or something. And he came out of jail and he was just fine about it. He's like, yeah, I guess that happened. It's like, that was me. I'd be fucking pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. So get a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. If you ever end up in that situation where they say, come in for questioning, and they start just like asking you crazy shit that makes it seem like they're asking you questions or they you're start a suspect. telling you what you did. Yeah. Be like... Am I under arrest? If they say, no, you're not under arrest, because they have to tell you if you're yeah. under arrest. You'd be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go home. Yeah. Or, like, I'm just going to go make a call to my lawyer yeah. or my parent or whatever. Yeah. Because it is legal for them to keep you there. Yeah. But you can also fucking leave. Yeah. If you're not under arrest, they don't have to tell you that you're allowed to no. leave. No. So, awareness. Well, we're not saying that the cops are bad. Like, we are not against cops. <laughs> Oh no! We are, we, you know, we police, the law and police are people. Yeah, they are people like you and me. So some of them are fuckwits and assholes, mm. but most of them are They're not good people. Yeah. So you just got to be aware. Mm. Like some people hold them too highly, and some people hold them too low. But they're just people. Exactly. And any person can be shit or yeah. good or good. Yeah. Any Don't person, trust anyone. Any person can have, <laughs> can have a, any. <laughs> any person can have a bad day as well. Yeah. You think you're amazing at what you do, and you can say, oh, I've never, ever had a bad day. Mm. You're a fucking yeah, liar. You're a, you're a robot. <laughs> you're a fucking robot, exactly. You are Charles Styles. Yeah, but, I was thinking about that. But yeah, we've gone on to this. We don't, we're not anti-police at all. No, no. Not at all. No. But some of these police in these documentaries, I might be a bit anti. Because <laughs> they're fucked. They're just like, yep, you did it. And I believe I believe that you did it because I fucking hate you. Yeah. And then it's just like... Well, they want to I... get the confession because they want to solve the case. They want to close it. Yeah. Because the other thing, it's usually not those lower cops' fault. It's the higher-up people. They want to close as many cases as they can. Well, yeah. Because that's on their back, you know? Yeah. They're not going to get their fucking 100 grand bonus if they don't close 100 cases. Yeah, but think about how fucking shit you're going to look in, like, a few years when they're just like, oh, yeah, you didn't do your fucking job. Yeah. It's true. Like, He's going to come back and bite you. Exactly. And, like, how can you think that... I know that there's, like, there's pressure in every job. Yeah. But yeah. how can you get enough pressure to send innocent people mm. to jail exactly. for 25 years? Because your department might not get that 100k or whatever the next year. It's that like, person's um, life is worth more than that. <laughs> it's like fudging results in science. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. No. Because it's going to bite you. If you doctor documents mm. where I work... Yeah. You're fucked. You're out. Yeah, you're a multinational. You're, you're fucking gone. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between people's lives. Mm, exactly. And it might not seem that yeah. way. Pharmaceuticals. But a lot of the time, cool. a lot of the time, it can be. No, definitely. So you lie, or you fill in a 
piece of paperwork or a logbook incorrectly, you're fucking done. Yeah. You're done. Not just like at our thing. You're done in the industry. Yeah. It's over. Sure. You can't be Don't doing that. Don't be a con man. Don't be a con man. <laughs> the other show we watched. Oh, we watched two shows about con cons, didn't we? Yeah, one was very intense. Oh, they're not. The second one's not about cons. It was so called... there's one that's about actual cons, and they talk about it. Yeah, it was a bit lighter. Yeah, the the second one, dangerous persuasions. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> Is the one that we... We're still watching it. We fucking hate it. The one that really got me was... The box one. Yeah. Yeah. This woman who basically gets... She's a hitchhiker and she gets kidnapped by this couple mm. and gets kept as a slave for... How long was it? Was she 12 was, years or something. 12 years or something crazy. And she basically just lives her life in a box and yeah. gets taken out to cook. And yeah, she feels like she can't escape because she thinks that there's this big slave mafia yeah. looking out. For her. Yeah. And yeah, this crazy dude is just like abusing her. And it really got to me. Like I was tearing up because yeah. of this story. It was so crazy. Mm. And that stuff happens way more often than you think. Yeah. So the thing is that you get, you get sad <laughs> about oh, it and like, and scared. And I just get so fucking angry straight away about it. So we like react differently to yeah. it. Yeah. As well, because I'm just like because I'm a woman though, and like I really empathise with her, and I know I would be so scared in that situation, and I don't know if I'd be able to do anything to get myself out of it. I know that, like, I understand where you can come from to be really scared, but that's not the way that I I don't know if it's a man woman thing. I think it's just a a personal experience thing. But like, whenever something like that happens, I just get really mad. So we're watching it, and she's just like, "Oh, he bought me some food," and and I'm just like. Kill that motherfucker. Kill him now. Your hand's untied. Fucking strangle that bitch. <laughs> and Kate's just like, oh, I can't, can't do anything. Got to go back in the box. I'd be like, no. If you're ever in that situation, fuck him up. Yeah. Fuck him up. ASAP. Because it only gets worse and worse and worse. You know, um, I found out that, you know that guy I was talking about from work, that new guy who just moved into the office next to Oh, yeah, year? yeah, yeah. He's like a martial arts trainer. And yeah. he does self-defense classes. And he's like, you know, any day after work, I can get, like, a group of people together and we mm. can all do a self-defense class. And I was mm. like, fuck yeah. Yeah, why not? That would be pretty cool. But he's like, oh, the one thing that people really struggle with when they start doing classes is, like, the personal space issue. Yeah. Because he basically will, like, just... He'll be like, close your eyes, and then he'll just randomly come up behind you. Mm. And that's really confronting when yeah. you're not used to be people being so close to you all the time. Mm. But that's just what you have to... You yeah. have to learn to deal with that so that you can then be like... Okay, there's someone really close to me in my personal space, but my mind is clear enough to just be like, fuck you, and yeah. like, you know, take him out. Yeah, that's the instantaneous reaction you should have. Yeah, Not, you but I don't be think like, I oh would have that. That's, that's weird. I don't think you, I would have that because... You gotta, you, yeah. The main thing you've got to train yourself to have is that. Yeah. Not to just freak out because of somebody near you or because exactly. somebody grabs you. Exactly. The first thing you've got to be like is like, get them off, get away. If somebody comes up behind you and they grab you and you kick them in the balls or punch them in the face or elbow them in the stomach and it turns out that it's your friend fucking around, you know what has to happen is that <laughs> they get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't do you that shit. You shouldn't have done that. No, because they shouldn't do that shit. That's not going to well, be you your fault. you taught me that thing where you're like, all you got to do, if you've got your hands free, just cup your hands yep. and just smash them over their ears. Number one, if somebody grabs you from the front and your arms are free, cup your hands, smack their ears as hard as you can. Because if you burst one of their eardrums, they can't chase you yeah. anywhere. Because they will just throw up and fall down. <laughs> because they won't be able to walk. Because they will have lost their balance. Run off, hide, run call off. the cops. That's you won't even have to, like, you should run, but you don't have to because they're not coming. Yeah. You just go, 
I still want to get away from Yeah, them. get away. Get on the phone. There they are. <laughs> if you don't, like, if they grab you from behind, stamp on their foot. <laughs> yeah. Straight away, stomp their foot as hard as you can. That'll let the, they'll release you a bit because they won't be ready for that. Elbow them in the stomach. Kick them in the balls. Run. Gone. Nobody's hobbling after you when they're winded and they've been kicked in the balls. Yeah. Here no you go. Way. Some free self-defense tips. That's how you do it, mate. You just got to be ready. It doesn't matter how big that motherfucker is. <laughs> He's got balls or he's got ears. Yeah. And that's it. What if it's a woman, though? If it's a woman, she's Elbow got ears. Tits. She's got ears, mate. It hurts when you get elbowed in the tits. I'm sure it, I'm sure it does. So, yeah, we've just been watching a lot of crime stuff, and that's really made me think about self-defense. <laughs> if you, so maybe I will take up a self-defense If you want to do it, I think you should. I think everybody should do, like, a little bit. Yeah. You should be able to know how to punch somebody without breaking your wrist is, like, the main thing. Yeah. Like, if you need to... And your thumb, just the way that Kate you made a fi- made a fist, put, then tucked no, a thumb you in. You don't put your thumb in because no, you'll break your thumb. You break your thumb. Yeah, yeah. So you have it out, and then you just punch them. Uh, knuckles out. Knuckles. Don't punch them flat because that's just, that's in the knuckles. In the knuckles. Yep, that's how you do it. Yeah. And so everybody the, the only self defense stuff I know is what you've taught me. Yeah, you should know how to hit somebody without hurting yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can't just like get attacked by someone just hammer fist your way out of it. it never works. That. So yeah. <laughs> But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to claw and bite and shit. Just fucking oh, get yeah. out of there. Yeah. Just fucking poke them in the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them. That's uh, right. Get them, get them gone. I don't think I would be able to do that to a clown, though. Oh. <laughs> you know, that was a good segue, wasn't segue. it? Not that fucking clown. So, recently, we watched the brand new It movie. Yeah, we bought it on DVD. It was fucking awesome. I loved it. It was, it was great. great. It scared the fucking shit out of me. Not all of it. Just one, one fucking bit. <laughs> one bit. The skid- fucking skittery water bullshit. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, Everything else. Whatever. You know what's interesting though? Like I was talking to someone about it afterwards and I was like, oh yeah, the bit that Josh and I found probably the most disturbing was the water bit, like the skittering in the water. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well that was in the trailer. So that didn't scare me. And I was like, we didn't watch the trailer. We didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so if we'd watched the trailer, that bit wouldn't have. Freaked us out. As that much. was the worst bit. Everything else is just like it's sca- uh, it's scary. The bit that I always think about, to be honest, is the projector bit when, when he, he comes, comes out, out and he's huge. I was not expecting that. No, not that was I. I was not expecting that. That scared the shit out of me. And also the other bit because I don't like contortion bits when he comes out of limbs, the fridge. When he comes out of the fridge, like yeah. that always freaks me out. In you know, like possession movies and mm. stuff where you've got someone that's contorted or yeah. weird and like you know skittering around. That stuff freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't enjoy that. No. But I really liked the movie. I thought it was really fucking cool. Um, I really liked the guy who played Pennywise because mm. he's one of the... Um, Skarsgårds? Skarsgård. Yeah. Because you, you told me that. One of the Skarsgård brothers. I love those boys. They're vampires, mate. Yeah. Well, his brother's a vampire. There's actually like a thing in Hollywood that says that they're actually a family of vampires. <laughs> They look like they seriously look like it. They look like it, it's yeah. Like and they don't and they don't skin. age. Like all yeah. of them, even, no matter how old they are, they look the same age. They're <laughs> so like, like they're pale like, skin, like light eyes, like bleached blonde hair yeah. that's just like natural. They're all like skinny and like beautiful. And it's yeah. like yeah, they look like vampires. They're vampires, mate. <laughs> that's, that's why the other Skarsgård, well, I don't even know his name is Eric or something. Eric's his name in the show. Is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> Got cast, <laughs> Eric Skarsgård, got cast as a vampire because he looks like a fucking vampire and he probably is. Yeah, they all do. But you heard it here first. Well, I saw a thing which is just like photos of them and they're all different ages, but they all look the same. Oh God, And you're crazy. like, and Like yeah, how could look... you not be cast to be like a vampire or a villain when you look like that? Yeah, it's crazy. Their whole family just looks like fucking villains. But anyway, 
The movie was really good. I really liked it. I liked how it wasn't trying to be scary. Like, it wasn't trying to be, like, jump scary or, like, a horror film. It was trying to be Stephen King's movies. I jump scared once when that once? kid in the kitchen went past and I yeah. wasn't expecting it. And I was because, like, oh! But it wasn't even, like, a... It wasn't a horror bit. It was just a kid. I oh, know. It wasn't Pennywise. <laughs> like, it was just... Well, yeah. it was Pennywise, yeah. but as a kid. But as a kid. That was it. But it wasn't the normal kind of jump scare where yeah. it's just like, he's there! And you're like, ah! For no reason. Or, like, the yeah. fake jump scare where it's like... A cat. Ah, it's a cat! Like, no. It was, like, one time in the whole movie... Yeah. It wasn't the thing, it was just zoom, and you're like, well, what the fuck was that? It was cool. So the rest of it was really good, and I liked how it wasn't like they weren't trying to hide Pennywise the whole time. Oh yeah, you saw him in the first, like, ten minutes yeah, of the movie. Because that's not what it's about. Mm. Like, it never was. It, the first movie wasn't about that, the book's yeah. not about that. Yeah. The more you see him, the more fucked it is. But the one thing that annoyed me is that we've moved, like, we've taken it from the 80s? Yeah, the 80s. it was made in the 80s. So, taking it from the 80s, all right? And they made them in the 80s, and now they've moved it to 2017, Yeah, right? Made it, looked amazing, got to the end. Where was the fucking alien? Yeah, how he turns <laughs> into bit, that um, yeah, bug where, creature. Where it goes over the top of them in, like, the That's other right. movie. That's what I was waiting for. The whole time I was like, what's it going to fucking look like? No, but when, you, gonna... when he goes down into that hole... You see, like, his hand... You kind of see him, claws. like, a bit bug-like. Yeah. When he, whenever get. he bites people and stuff, he's... Like yeah. bug face, he's got the weird bug face. But I was just waiting for you the like. I just wanted it the... to be a bit more subtle. Yeah, it was way less subtle than the other one because the other one was like he comes up and then his teeth are a bit weird and no. then they run away. In the no, he turns one. into a fucking bug though. In yeah, front in, of the, in the end. Yeah. yeah, but like during it wasn't. I think it would have been weird if that happened in this movie if he turned into like a fucking grasshopper thing. <laughs> Not grasshopper, was it? Praying mantis. Kind of looks like a praying mantis in the old movie. Well, it's sort of like a big pod thing, yeah. and then it just sort of floats over them. But then they get lost in the sewer. That didn't happen either, because it mm. was in the house. Like, the sewer's in the house instead of in the yeah. drainage yeah, exactly. processing thing. It's in yeah. a haunted house, which is a bit weird. In neither of the movies do they get lost, but that's probably good, because the way that Stephen King deals with them being lost is pretty gross. Yeah, when they start, <laughs> like, gang-raping yeah. the girl. yeah. No, they didn't have that, which was good. Yes. Even though her character was still a little bit weird, it wasn't as bad as Yeah, but she's supposed to be supposed to be weird. Yeah. But the book is supposed to be like, it's not rape. It is because they're children, children. and ew, but like it's not. Because yeah, she's she just does like, consent yeah, to it. But they do like a whole... Um, yeah, they do the blood brothers. Blood pact brothers thing. About coming back. But they're, they're not lost. That's when they get out. And they're just like, if it comes back, we're going to like... But I think that was to symbolise the whole sex thing yeah. from the book. Yeah. It was like, instead of them all having a sexual experience together, they did the blood brother thing, yeah. which was like supposed to be, yeah, the same thing. I like how you knew what you were in for from the start as well. Because like, it starts the same as the 80s one, but it's not just like, come get your boat, and then he reaches in for the boat, and then it's like oh a scream, God. and then it's over. Yeah. No, he fucking bites his fucking arm off, and, and he's then trying like, to crawl away. claws him back into the- That was the... crazy. That was fucking great. And yeah. you're just like, all right. So it's going to be a more gory version. It's going to be good. <laughs> but all the times he's in it are just crazy because it's always it was always different. Yeah. It no, was, I really liked it. It was really good. And we're not big horror movie people at no. all. But I was telling you, usually with horror movies, I enjoy watching them, but then it's afterwards that I don't enjoy it because I'm thinking about it and I get scared afterwards. Yeah. Like at night, I'm like thinking about it. And when I have to go to the, like the tour in the night, I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm like scared. The thing with it is because Pennywise is such like a pop culture kind of yeah you see it everywhere. horror icon. Mm. I wasn't afraid afterwards because it feels really fake to me. Yeah, 
It felt way faker than the 80s one back when it came out. It's not that it looks fake, but no. it's just because it's like he's such a well-known hmm. No, it feels more like a, like a media creation. Than, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't really scared afterwards, which was good. <laughs> the other thing is that when I would be like, oh, clowns, fuck that. Pennywise is not what I would... Like, if someone was like, draw a scary clown, nobody in a million years, other than the person who drew the concept art for this I think film. Pennywise looks scary in the Yeah, but if, if you were like, here's, here's paper and a pen... Draw a scary clown. It would not come out looking like Pennywise does in the new movie. It would come out looking like Tim Curry looked back in the day. Mm. Don't you think? Actually, a big red nose. I don't white. know. Like, I think when Pennywise in a new movie has his teeth out, that mm. is scary as fuck. Yeah, I understand that. That's not what I'm saying. No, like, if you were just like, draw a clown that scares you. Yeah. Or think of a clown that scares you. Any clown scares me. Exactly. But it would not look like the new Pennywise does. Mm. It would be like a big baggy clown multicolored thing. And, like, big fucking hands and shit. Yeah, big shoes. It would look like Tim Curry did in the first year. Yeah, it I know wouldn't what you mean. look like Pennywise does now. I think the other thing that made me less scared is because, yeah, I knew it was a Skarsgård and he's actually, like, super hot in real life. <laughs> so I'm like, I know under all that makeup and that costume, like, it's a fucking hot guy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, the thing where he waves. He was amazing. He yeah. was amazing. Oh, he's amazing. And the thing where the, like, he waves at the kid with the fucking ripped off arm. Oh, with George's ripped off arm. And you just, like, fuck it in for it. The bit that oh, I thought was fucking absolute genius was the bit where he dances. Oh, yeah. And they they stabilise the dancing, but they stabilise his upper body yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the dancing. So the rest of the whole camera is just fucking crazy. And you're just like, oh. Unsettling. His house thing that he lives in has, like, bodies floating around it and shit in the air. Mate. So weird. <laughs> What a good movie. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I quite enjoyed the original film, but obviously when you watch it now, it looks a bit oh, shit. Like when he comes yeah, the, out of the shower drain. It's the like drain doo, thing. Doo, 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 the dr- yeah, the, the claymation that drain. To, yeah, that, that used to be like the scariest shit ever. Yeah. You watch it now and you're like, what the fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> so dumb. The bit that ruins it for me now is I'm watching it. I can see how people think this is scary. I can see it. Is it Seth Green? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, it's done. Oh, like, Seth there's Green. Seth Green. This is a film. Yeah. I can't believe anything. I kind of reckon they shouldn't have put that Stranger Things kid in this movie. They should have just had all unknown kids. I I think he fucked it up for the rest of the kids. Mm. He was good in it, but... He was, he was a brilliant... It should have been all unknown people, don't you reckon? I think he was a fantastic representation of that character. Yeah. Nailed it on the head. Made a bunch of jokes you understood. Mm. Never funny. Mm. Never funny mm-hmm. one time. Just the fucking weirdest dude. Yeah. Just like making your mum jokes and shit. Nailed it. He f- the actor fucking killed the role. I saw this. But he just took away from everybody else. Yeah. He was like, very like, me, 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 me. Yeah. I saw this thing on the internet today that kind of freaked me out. It was like this picture of that, that kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a model shoot. So he's sort of got like makeup on. He's yeah. wearing like a nice outfit and it's like he's all made up or whatever. Mm. And this woman had written on it, like, I shouldn't be thinking the things that I'm thinking, like a sexual thing. Mm. And it was like one of those things where it's a post and then someone else has commented on it above. And they were like, stop sexualizing children. (laughs) And I was like, fucking oath. Yeah. This creepy ass woman is like, oh, I want to bang that child. And well, she's yeah. So if she's like, if there was a dude saying that about a yeah a girl be, like a child actress girl, be fucked as. But the thing is that you can't do that. It's, it's awful. She's fucked, right? But these people are marketing to people like her because in what situation do you need to put to sexualize that kid in the first place? But in it wasn't even a thing? very sexual photo, like. 
He was just, I think it might have been for, I don't even know what it was for. It looked like an advertisement. The lighting was really, like, good and he was looked like he had makeup on. He was all made up and stuff. But yeah. he wasn't, like, you know, topless or anything. It wasn't no, no, a no, sexual they, photo. They make, even kids do those those weird vapid model faces. Yeah. He did. He had, like, kind of like a model face on. Yeah. And that's aimed to hit that part of your brain. That's really gross. It's so gross. Like, from start to finish, it's disgusting, basically. That woman's gross, right? But when they've done this photo shoot and they do these advertisements, they go into that realm just a bit to try to get those people. It's horrible. It's fucking awful. If they did it to girls, they would get get fucked up. I feel bad for these children. Like, I'm just thinking about the Stranger Things children. They were, like, nothing before Stranger Things. No, nothing, And now they're, like, you know, blowing up. Everyone is obsessed with that 11 girl. She's fucking awesome. Like, I've watched so many interviews with her and she's such a fucking queen. I love her. (laughs) But, you know, there's probably heaps of men that are being all gross about her and she didn't ask for that. Like, she's not... She's a child. She's a child. I really worry for these children. Yeah. How long do you reckon until these kids, once they get old enough, until they end up in roles like that? Yeah, I guess. Because that's how they've been painted from when they're kids. Yeah. And it's basically like, the countdown begins, everybody. Oh, it's horrible. And you're just like, are you fucking kidding? Let that child be a fucking child. Please. It's really gross. Anyway, probably shouldn't talk about this anymore. That'd be good. Get really upset about that stuff. Yeah. Well, fuck it, eh? Because they're kids, man. Yeah. And they don't know. I know. It's really bad. Let's move on to a more exciting topic. That's, What's that? Well, only for me, not exciting for you. Okay, should that's I... That's upbeat. Should I go get a bev or... No. Okay. RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 3 starts today. Today? Yeah, apparently there's viewing parties tonight. And I saw on Facebook that this bar was doing a viewing party, so I sort of said that I was interested. Not is it going to be on Stan, like, as it comes out, or...? I don't think so. I think okay. I might just have to wait. but i'm pretty excited because one of my favorite queens trixie mattel is it one of james um yeah no she is i really like her a lot well i mean what does it go sharon and alaska and then her alaska's my favorite oh sorry do you not like sharon anymore no i really like sharon no i really like sharon and i actually prefer sharon like i've seen when i see her perform i like her more than alaska Mm. but i like alaska more as like a personality yeah like, as a product. I don't know. You can call Because, like, their whole thing is, like, they've got this whole persona and it's... Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, I like, I like Alaska more as, like, a queen, but I think Sharon's a better performer. Okay. But I really like Trixie Mattel because she has this crazy eye makeup that is, like, painted below her eyes to make it look like she's got really big anime eyes. Okay. And, yeah, Mattel's her last name, so it's, like, she's Barbie. Yeah. yeah. So she dresses in, like, a lot of pink and, like, big blonde hair. And she's got, like, a bit of a more curvy padding. Like, she pads herself to be a bit hourglass figure, like, okay, curvy. so she's not, like, super thin or... Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of queens, like, they just... They've got really skinny male bodies. Mm. And that's what they work with. Mm. Whereas she, like, puts a lot of padding in to make her, like, all curvy and, like, Barbie-like. Well, not bar- not the Barbies are curvy, but... Your Barbie is. Yeah, I've got a curvy Barbie. She's awesome. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I hope, hope she does well. I'm going to be watching that when it comes out on Stan. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> well, maybe I might go to some of these viewing parties. Why not? There'll be people around. Yeah, exactly. There's a few people on my Facebook that have said they're interested as well, so maybe I can go with them. Maybe. 
RuPaul's Drag Race represent. <laughs> I don't even really know who else is in it that I want to do well. Milk is pretty good. Very um like avant-garde queen. Wears weird outfits. I don't know what these words mean. <laughs> She's cool. Okay, that's good. I think we've gotten through all of our other stuff. Yeah, it took what an hour. It? So, on to what we were actually doing this episode on. Yeah, so now all the happy stuff is over. Now we can move on to the... The depressing shit. The depressing shit. <laughs> so we're doing this episode on the pilot of Romper Stomper. Yes. Which is a Stan original series. Yep. Made in Melbourne. Made in Melbourne. Obviously, we're from Melbourne. You guys probably know that. One of the things that stood out to me in it was that it was filmed in Melbourne because we saw all these places that we knew. Yeah. The that start was... episode was in St. Kilda. There was all these, like, scenes of trans and Flinders Street Station. And that was actually probably my favourite part of the whole thing. Was where it was, yeah. Have you got the I'm to be there? I have a synopsis. Okay. It's not a very good synopsis, but we'll get there. So essentially, uh, Romper Stomper is an Australian television series sequel to the 1992 film Romper Stomper. It says uh, film Romper Stomper movie, which is uh, pretty good, followed by two ands. <laughs> um, <laughs> set 25 years after the events in the film. This six-part series follows a new generation of far-right activists and their anti-fascist counterparts. Counterparts? Don't know. With the story focusing on fiction far-right group led by... Blake Farrand known as Patriot Blue. So, there's only really one person in it so far that we know. What, Lockie Holm? Yeah, Lockie Holm. Yeah, he's a pretty famous Australian actor. He is. I like a few of the things he's in. He plays, like, the leader of the far-right group. Yeah, and he looks super different. He's obviously put on... He's put on a lot of weight for this role. Yeah. He's got, like... They've made him just look like a Nazi, basically. <laughs> he's got, like, bleach blonde hair. Yeah, he just he looks he's made it, fucked. He's made it very difficult to look at a few of my family members. Because, <laughs> uh... <laughs> I almost just spat it away. Because <laughs> no, when I saw him, I thought he looked a lot like <laughs> Josh's uncle. Yeah. But it's not just it's not just how he looks. It's kind of like how he holds himself and, like, walks around. Yeah. Not that, you know, your uncle... Is My uncle a is, is not a Nazi. No, no, he's not a Nazi. But I totally understood what you meant. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's, yeah. it's Uncle B. <laughs> 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 it's dope, I love B. But, like, yeah, I can totally see where you were coming from 110%. Yeah. But he does, like, the role really well. Oh, he's awesome in there, actually. He's probably one of the better actors. I, I would say there is some issues in the acting in this show. Oh, there's quite a few. Yeah. Um, mainly the lack of it. Mm. I think is the main issue, but I don't know whether that was an artistic choice that just went too far or not. Lockie is awesome. Like, he's a great actor. Mm. Say, the two main roles that I remember him from are as Macduff in the 2006 remake of uh, Macbeth. (laughs) We talked about this for ages earlier. We talked about this earlier. Seems like it's your favourite movie. It's not my favourite movie. I fucking hate this movie. If you have seen it, you know why I fucking hate this movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. Because it's fucking awful. It's basically like uh, the Romeo and Juliet remake. Which is awesome. Which I fucking love. It's amazing. The Macbeth one, not so much. (laughs) It's pretty shit. It's basically like if Macbeth was filmed by the people who made the Underworld films. And I love the Underworld films. But it's bad. So he's still the best character in that, but it was bad. And the other main thing is as Sparks. 
in the Matrix. Mm. I really liked his five seconds <laughs> that he spent in the Matrix film. Yeah, I totally didn't realize that. He mainly spent it in the the video game that I played a lot of when I was a kid. He's dog. Everybody else is. Are they a bit no name? Do you think or? From the first episode, at least. Well, I don't know if they're, like, famous Australian actors, because even though we're from Australia, I feel like we don't actually watch a lot of Australian television and film. A lot of Australian stuff has a, a vibe about it, mm. and sometimes that vibe's not so enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Aussie rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that has a place. And Australian TV has a place, but, like, a lot of it, I don't know, I don't really enjoy a lot of it. They don't have the budget and sometimes the level of creativity of other stuff. Yeah. I much prefer, I oh know I feel really bad saying this, but I do prefer American and British television. Well, there's a lot more of it. Mm. And I like British television because it's a lot drier. Oh, yeah. British <laughs> television is fantastic. So funny. But this, for an Australian show, this is this is up there. This is like matching the oh, levels. They've like, obviously put a lot, of, a lot of money into it. Yeah. Um, it actually only has a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb, but it's only 258 views. Yeah. So what that tells, tells me is that no one is watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and the people that are watching it don't particularly like it. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the people who are voting about it are outraged about it. You haven't seen the, the no, film, have I you? Okay, it. so in the film, Russell Crowe plays like the head of this Nazi organization, or whatever. They're against Asian people coming to the country. Mm -hmm. But what they do is they have these setups where it makes you not sympathise with them or, like, believe what they believe or whatever, but they get chased for quite a long time and their, like, place where they live gets broken into by this guy. Turns them more into zombies than into people. Not the Nazis, but the Asian people in the film. Turns okay. them more into, like, a zombie horde of things. Right. So it makes you... It changes your viewpoint that way to make it seem like that's dangerous for these people who are the movie's about. And the only people you know their names. But you've got him and he leads it and his best friend... And this girl that he picks up. And he picks her up by getting her address. He kicks a window in the middle of St Kilda and okay. steals her address. And then they're together. And basically, like, his friend falls in love with her. And then they leave the Nazis. And he doesn't want to be a Nazi anymore because it's fucked and it doesn't make sense. And the film's really intense. And it makes you, like, symp not sympathise with them, but it makes you see from their viewpoint, even if you don't right. believe what they believe. Right. This one is just like, none of that. No. <laughs> Not at all. Here it are... seems like it's... No, but I will go against that and say that they do show that the extreme lefties mm. are wrong as well. Yeah, they do. They're not... That's what I mean. It's not like, here are your protagonists and they're, they hate these people because this is what these people are doing to them or whatever. Mm. It's just like, here is a crazy group of people who are racist, and here is a group of people who aren't racist, but feel but like they need, to be, they need to yeah. be equally crazy. The opposite way to cancel exactly. it out does not work. Don't and then fight you've violence got, with violence. But then you've also got the Muslim community, which is what I love about that first episode, is that it's like, here's the far right, and here's the far left, and they fight. And they're just like, yeah, we're doing the right thing. Yeah, we're doing the right thing. But then it's like, here's the Muslim community who are just copping it. Yeah. And they're just trying to get by. Yeah. Just trying to do the stuff they they do every yeah. day. And they just get fucked up. Yeah. So the opening scene is actually at this, like, halal festival. Yeah. And there's lots of food stores and there's always Muslim families everywhere. And then the, there's the, the right patriots mm. protesting the event, you know. Yeah. And then it gets attacked by the lefties. 
I keep saying lefties, but like that's what they are, I guess. They are. So extreme left. Extreme, so extreme left is right, very different. <laughs> and they're yeah, they have this confrontation at this halal festival, mm. and this um, Muslim family kind of gets roped into it because this young man gets punched mm. trying to uh, save not, like yeah. someone else's child or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just the two political groups fighting, but yeah. obviously these, these Muslim people kind of get brought into it, and yeah. one of these guys ends up getting like, yeah. assaulted. So that's how we kind of get introduced to this Muslim family. The guy that gets punched has this, like, very, like, headstrong Muslim wife. Yeah. Who's very political, and the lefties want to, like, recruit her yeah. into their cause. I don't think she's going to be very interested to get involved with that, because... Well, she might be, we don't know, we're only one She might episode. be, yeah. But the thing is, like, I really liked it because it's like, here's these people who think that they're right, mm. and here's these people who think that they're right, yeah. and neither take consideration for the actual the people thing that they're, they're fucking against. arguing yeah. about. It's sort of like those people are against them, but they're also against the left, and the left are against them, but the left don't really exactly. focus as much exactly. on those people as they they're do so, on They're supposed to be, people. like, supporting these, like, Muslim communities, mm. but they're not focused on that. They're focused on just fucking up the right. Yeah. And that makes them bad people. Yeah. Everyone in the show has their flaws, yeah. and you sort of see them all as bad people, which is good, yeah. because you don't want a show like this that's about racism mm. to be, like, obviously I don't agree that the right people... <laughs> Uh, correct, it's, but you don't want a TV show that it's about this to just be like the right are fucked, like pages yeah. are fucked. Like you want to see it as a balanced thing because yeah. that's what gets the conversation going and, and makes the, it yeah. a balanced television show. And that's what I think the point of it is trying to be. Yeah. So with this rating, I think it's people who watch it and then they go, "Oh, it makes people on the left like look bad, even though they're just trying to take out these people." That's all it's going to be. It's going to be like you're just justifying what mm. those racists are doing. It's like, no. It's a TV show mm. where you're supposed to have a look into all of these worlds and not sympathise with anything, yeah. but at least moderately understand. Yeah. Because how are you going to talk to somebody if you've got no fucking exactly. idea what they're about? And anything that's extreme is not good. No, it's bad. Because, like, this is, you've got the extreme left. They just want to fight. Because they're not, like, like extreme left normally, exactly. when you see, you just see, like, social justice warriors all the time, and they just arc up about fucking nothing, and you're just bringing the cause back. You're pulling it backwards for no reason. Mm. And then you've got these people who are wrong. Mm. Like, the racism yeah. that they bring is 100% wrong. Yeah. But there'll be reasons for their mm. views. be like, mainly, like, fear. Yeah. And, like, they've been taught that. Because they've already got a hierarchy. Yeah. And the hierarchy is this person's in charge and he believes this, so I have to believe it. And that's just where they are. And then it just gets drummed into them for ages and ages and ages. It's fucked. But if you don't understand those things... Mm. How are you supposed the, to have, like, an educated what's the point of making the What's the point of making the show? Exactly. It's, it's got to be balanced. So it's just going to be people being like, oh, it just supports racism. You're trying to, like, you know, yeah. make people sympathise with this. And that's not the point. When the two main characters... I don't know if they're both main characters. When the main character and his sidekick guy appear so they help the rights okay yeah so this is like another group of people that come in well they're not really they're just two guys but you don't really know much about them you know nothing about them and they're supposed to be the main characters nothing's been set up about them at all nothing's happening they live in a hostel well you don't know that either so they walk up to this thing and they save the far right guy and Mm -hmm. he takes them back to his house and he feeds them Mm. and he gives them a job and when i was watching it i thought they were just like this guy's fucked Mm. 
I thought they were kind of like infiltrators or yeah. something. Well, I didn't think that. I just thought they were just like, this is, what is this big fat fucking racist talking about? Like, what a fucking idiot. Like, mm. at least I'm going to eat his pizza and drink his wine. But the main character's like in love with his wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that main reason. Really that's the main reason they like save that them. That was so just weird. So we'll talk about it in a minute when I, get, when I get past this. I didn't know. I didn't know what they were going for there. I didn't know anything about them. And when I was watching, I thought they were just like, oh, this big fat fucking racist, what a dickhead. And then it turns out there's no inkling that they are racist people at all, other than the fact that they saved this guy in a process that they just walked up to when there's some old dude getting the shit beat out of him. There was no part of that that told me they are active racists. And they give you two opportunities where they mm. say they are active mm. racists, where they yell at some, like, black children. Yeah. And then they... They live in a hostel, and the guy who comes to the hostel is, like... European European, and they throw his shit yeah. out the window. But until then... Yeah. Can I just say, on that point, I don't know if that's intentional or whether that's just poor acting. Yeah. Like, I'm unsure but there was about nothing... a lot of this pilot as to whether it was intentional or just... Oh, it's not, hard. ...not portrayed properly because of the acting and yeah. the script. It's hard. But, like, this... So thing... it makes you feel like it's a terrible show. Yeah. Because you don't... You're not clear? It's not clear at all. No. And the thing, like, with the wife, right? So, they they meet eyes two, two times, mm. right? They are both frown machines, right? Nobody's yeah. got a facial expression. Yeah. They happen to look at each other twice yeah. and then look away. And then he, like, rocks up at her house. And she just lets him in. And starts making and out with her. Out. And then she loves it. But yeah. you can't even tell that she really loves it or if she's just like... But you do kind of get a little bit of explanation, like, why she's with that guy, because he saved her from, like, a whorehouse or something. It, the, there was a guy who was got like addicted to meth and she was addicted to yeah. meth and he was pimping her out. I get that. But they never... Incl- like, there was no inkling towards, like, them being attracted to each other. I oh, know. I was or, really like, quite shocked. It, so it felt really, like... Random. Rapey, even? Like, because yeah, he just rocks weird. up and, like, he's intimidating. Yeah. Because they've been in the army for, like, four years or mm. whatever. Like, he's a pretty intimidating dude. Yeah. And he just rocks up at her house and starts making out with her, and then she has to give him an explanation of why she's with that guy. What? And no it, never, it, ne- it never should have been that way at all. It was really strange. Didn't you feel like... Oh, yeah. It was very strange. It was so weird. And I thought that might have just been the acting. But there had to be some words. They didn't. They but didn't tell the thing. us. You shouldn't have to think about this. No, exactly. They didn't tell us that these people were racists. They just like strong armed it in later with scenes that didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then the small glances that these two people had between themselves had nothing. Like gave me no inkling that the wife of the head of this racist organization was going to cheat on her husband with this random guy who just appeared. Mm. Nothing. It's pretty weird. And they, I think, I feel like there were scenes in it that they took out or Maybe. something. They didn't give you any pre-anything, so it just felt wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what we've said so far? That's literally the only plot that's in the episode. <laughs> it's all of it. There's nothing else. All there is is, like, the Halal Festival. They watch the protest on TV. They hire those two random guys. He hooks up with the main Patriot's wife. Yeah. He beats the shit out of the guy who was pimping her out. Yeah, he goes to... That's weird and she well. love And she loves that. That was weird as well. That was weird. And then there's, yeah, the Muslim woman. She speaks her mind and yeah. she's a very strong Muslim woman. The lefties want to recruit her. Mm. She's in like a class or something at uni with yeah, one she's of in, the... So one of the women who's 
high up in the organisation. Mm. The organisation is run by their lecturer in that class. Yeah, that's right. And then she's also, that strong Muslim woman is also in their class. Yeah. And that's it. That's, the that's whole it. Plot. This might kind of go into spoiler territory, but not really. But yeah, I was talking to a friend last night about it and he's watched the whole show. And he said he was extremely disappointed with the show. Mm. I don't want to keep. Nothing, I don't want to keep watching. No, it. neither do I. Nothing really happened. At the end, you just kind of were left feeling like, okay, well, what was the point of that? When we started watching it, or when even when I heard about it, I was like, there's going to be no resolutions, because in life there's no resolutions yeah, yeah, about yeah. this thing. There's always going to be people who yeah. are racist, and there's always going to be people. How can who you are close too, off something like that? There's no there's end. There's always to it. going to be people who are too far left. Exactly. Like in the in the film, there's there's not really a resolution. Everybody in the organization leaves. And then the best friend of, the, of Russell Crowe and the girl that he's, he was, Russell Crowe was banging, mm. they get together and they leave the organisation and then Russell Crowe like, sacrifices his life or whatever for them to be together. Yeah. So they can actively separate themselves from the racism. Yeah, well, that's the story. That's the story. But that's that small thing. And this now we're talking about... This episode doesn't really come up with much of the story no. apart from but this I, whole cheating scandal. Yeah. I don't know. But I never thought that... There was gonna even if you watch the entire series, I never thought that it was gonna be like yeah, left wins and mm, like mm. I just thought it was gonna get worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse and worse and end. Yeah, because that's how it feels like it's gonna go. Because that's how racism is <laughs> at the exactly. moment. Unfortunately, let's give an overall rating for the show. What would you say? So acting bad, writing bad. Mm-hmm. What's his name uh, was amazing actually as an actor. So I think everybody else just peed it out in comparison. Yeah. I want to give it points, but all the points are just because I recognised where they were. So, like, there's bits at Flinders Street Station, mm-hmm. there's bits at whatever really that like big... That. Whatever yeah. that... Yeah, the, the protest happens near Luna Park. Yeah. Um, in St Kilda, we know where that is. I like the that. big fucking uh, Ferris wheel thing mm-hmm. that we see every single day mm-hmm. because we live right the near Melbourne it was Star in there. Yeah, the Melbourne Star. That was in it. And, like, all that stuff makes you mm. feel more connected to yeah, the show. Cool. And then there's a scene with people in it. <laughs> and this show goes right out the fucking window. Mm. So, I don't know. I think 6.6 is maybe I a 6. Give it, yeah, a 5.5. Yeah, 5.5 or 6. Um, I'm not going to watch it. I don't think I'm going to watch it. The camera work is brilliant. The lighting and stuff is great. I can't. I don't have any complaints about any of that mm. shit. But it's a, not, it's a show that makes you depressed. Yeah, I'm not interested to see what happens. But there's no payoff for that depression. No. You know what I mean? It's just going to leave you not feeling... Not like Black Mirror. <laughs> no. It's just going to leave you feeling flat. Yeah. No matter what. It's not going to be a twist. There's not going to be any improvement. No. It's not going to teach anybody any lessons that they don't want to learn. Here's the racists and here's why they believe what they believe. Which, if you are like us and you think that racism is dumb, you understand why racists believe what they believe. Yeah. And then you've got people on the far left and racist people are not going to care what the people on the far left think about. And people on the majority left do not like the people on the far left because they are fucked as. Like yeah, because we don't believe in, you know, fighting violence with violence. No. And they're not about understanding. No. They're about beat it into submission or exactly. scream or cult of outrage, which yeah. they fucking love cult of outrage. Just get angry about something that is trivial because that's your right. Yeah. No. So it doesn't teach anybody any lessons that they need to learn. It's going to leave you with nothing. Yeah. It's basically using the namesake of a movie, which was crazy. I can't crazy. believe that was like <laughs> 25 years ago, 26 years ago. We should ago. watch it. Crazy. Like it's when you're in like a, a moderate mood, we it's should watch it. It's interesting though, because yeah, obviously you said that movie is about mm. like 
Asian people moving mm. to Australia. And back then that was like, oh, that was the thing. Asian yeah. people going to take over Australia. About, now it's, now about, it's Muslim about Muslim people. Yeah. But in that one, there was never like, from what I remember, I remember there was like left people. It was just the cops. Yeah, okay. So there's just like that. The Asian community, these guys, and the cops. Yeah. And that's it. It just made it, it had enough time as a film to make you not sympathise with them, but see the world the way they saw the world. Mm. This is not going to do that. Yeah. We're not going to give you a view. Look at it through your eyes. Isn't shit fucked? <laughs> and you're Ooh, like, Australian history. Yeah. That's that's what the movie is. It's like, hey, here you go. In case you didn't know, everything's fucked. Do you want to Do you want to remember? Do you want to re- remember what you're trying to forget at home in your bed? Here you go. Crazy. It's not just Australia. This is oh, like, of course, it's like a worldly thing. This is well aimed yeah. at the problems that we have in Australia right now. Yeah, it's really, really well aimed. It's good, but it's nothing's going to happen. Romper Stomper the TV series is going to do nothing. Yeah, and I think it's set out to do something. But it's not gonna. It reminds me of um, Liars, whatever it is, the show that we'll never watch in a million years. The one about the guy who was in Forever, <laughs> and like oh, this, yeah. he goes on a date with this girl, and she thinks that the he rape raped, one. and she yeah. thinks that he raped her, and he's like, no. Oh, and then it's about like that seems like such an awkward show. Yeah, so she feels like he raped her, and he feels like she's actively lying for yeah. some reason, and you will never know. Well, I don't know if they come to a conclusion of what actually happened or whatever, but that's bad. So. Kate needs to take a piss, so... <laughs> um, yeah, next time, as we said, I don't think it's really going to be that much more upbeat. <laughs> the end of the fucking world. No. But we're upbeat people, so... Well, our first half will be upbeat anyway. Yeah, because it'll be about you. Random shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed our discussion today. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Romper Stomper. Are we going to keep watching it? No. Fuck no. All right, done. Next <laughs> fucking thing. Hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about racism for quite a long time. Yeah. If you want to contact us, you know, have a little bit of an argument with us if you feel like it, Why you not? can contact us on Twitter. We are at Pilot Error Pod, or our Instagram is Pilot Error Podcast. Just search that and you'll find us. We have a Facebook now. We do. I finally made a Facebook. Woo! Just search Pilot Error Podcast on Facebook and you should be able to find us on there. You should look for the green PE. Yeah, exactly. In space. In space. <laughs> Give us a five-star rating if you would like on yes. whatever platform you listen to your podcasts. Yep. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Ooh, 10% battery on my laptop. What a good time to end. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye.